Welcome to episode 319 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. And ding dong, he's wearing his own merch again. It's Russell John the Fisherman. <laughs> why you always gotta out me? There's no visual component. I can wear whatever I want. That's why I'm explaining to the listener what is happening. Okay. Well, why don't you tell them it's dirty, too? Okay. I'm doing this for our visually impaired <laughs> listeners, and because this is an audio medium, that is everyone. So, Russell Fisher is a six foot four African American <laughs> man. <laughs> no, it is. It's dirty. I just saw it in the mirror. Look, there's shit on it. I don't know what that's from, but I've decided. Have you ever worn a clean shirt in your life, though? You know, I'll get into it later, but this has been the week of failures for me. <laughs> So, you know, this kind of ties into it. But you were talking about visually impaired. What were we talking about earlier that you had to use the colorblind version of? Wardle. I don't. They have a colorblind version. I'm telling you, before I turned that colorblind version off, I didn't stand a chance. Because I I was like, wait, what order is this in? Oh, I haven't done today's Wardle. Now, th- now I want to do Wardle during the middle of the show. So thanks for that, dude. Is it Wardle or Wordle? I thought it was Wartortle. Wait, what did I say? For all my Pokemon horn. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. Wordle? Oh, yeah, that's not it. I don't even know what the game Wordle. is. Wordle. That's it. What did I say? What did I say? Wordle. <laughs> Wordle. Like you're going to war. War. Wordle. Like, why do I sound like a dog eating peanut butter? Wordle. <laughs> I don't know. Wardle. That voice you heard is Oksana Valeria Novosachi. Now Oksana is wearing a zip-up hoodie, so I cannot confirm if she's wearing merch underneath. Nope. Okay. I have a Predator shirt. Okay, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> and Randy Michael Stat is wearing his... I, I'm going to call it... I mean, this is your this is your podcast uh, uniform now. Your Lahane uh, long sleeve. I've worn it a couple of times. I also uh, tend to wear that Videodrome t-shirt quite often on Saturdays when we record as well. I know. It's either A or B. That's all I got. I only got two shirts and I wear them. <laughs> I trade them every other day. And that's all I wear. <laughs> I, I'll buy that for a dollar. 100%. Jared Fogle. Damn it. Subway? That would have been good when she said I was wearing a Predator shirt. I couldn't pull oh, his name God. off. Oh my- <laughs> God, you have the timing of something that has no timing at all. God, I, he's been out of the news. I don't know. I couldn't Because he's in jail. Is he? Yeah. Now he got acquitted. No. He's out. He is getting $5 footlongs all day long in jail, dude. He doesn't have to wait for Tuesdays. He gets them Monday. Tuesday. They're like $7 now due to inflation, though. Dude, Subway oh is mooey expensioso. Yeah, they are. It's insane. You got to get the sandwich of the day because I think it's or don't go no. at all. <laughs> also, that <laughs> here's the thing. I because of where I grew up, some may call it a food desert. <laughs> <laughs> Options were limited at times, so I have been, I have gone to Subway many many times in my life. But you grew up in a mall. I loved I I enjoyed Subway. <laughs> Me too. And then I had other sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And Subway. Quiznos. But Subway, I'm pro Quiznos, but Subway killed Quiznos when they brought their toaster oven and then destroyed Quiznos. I liked Quiznos. I'm Jersey Mike's all the way now. Oh. 
Jersey Mike's is great. Uh, what's the Jimmy John's? Worst thing in the world. I'll take Subway over that. Jimmy John's. What about Togo's? I got sick of Togo's one time. And <laughs> I back. You know, my problem with all of those places is I used to lie to myself and be like, this is healthy. So I'd go to the gym and then we go to Quiznos. And I'm like, what, am I, what the fuck am I doing? Subway is weird bread. Yeah. Well, they had carpet cleaner in it. Well, yeah. I, I think it was like the same material that's in yoga mats. Yeah. The fuck? I mean, it made it fluffy. Fuck it. Well, yeah, then, I mean, again, that sounds, that sounds healthy to me. <laughs> so, I mean, you smoke cigarettes, so. Wow. Yeah, it's part of my diet regimen, Randall. <laughs> Thank you very it's much. really, you're not supposed to attack the host of the show. We need a mute button for him. That's right. Know your role, dude. <laughs> hey, I get bored out here, too. I've thought about it. Cigarettes? Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I've thought about it. Why? What? It's what? also a... It's also a good uh, respite from social situations, yes, which I've always appreciated. Yes, and also work and life and family and friends. Randy, when are you coming out here? Uh, yeah, the week before that Sunday. So you're coming out here that Sunday before? Correct. When are we doing our movie marathon? Uh, hopefully that day. I had to change my flight because I realized I bought a PM flight instead of an AM flight. Oh, damn. But so, I will be in on March 13th, Sunday, around 10.30 AM. Can we do that? Can we block that day? I, mm, yeah, I think are so. You are you going to be... Are we recording? Are you going to be a bundle of nerves? We'll Why? do both. Because it's the week before the festival. Nah, I don't care like, anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to be fucking loosey-goosey at this fest. Get ready. I am ready. All right. Because you're killing yourself. <laughs> no, we have to watch the six-hour poo movie. Yeah, I know. Also, Randy, I've, I'm coming up with a menu. Russell immediately thought of chili because he's a hack. Yeah. Well, I said dump cake. Dump cake just... is dump cake's great, but we got to find an entree. Again, we are talking about River of Fundament. We're going to do it, though. You can't back out. What are you talking about? You can't take a nap in the middle. Or do you understand every day for the past <laughs> my life, I've woken up. I was like, oh, is today going to be the day I watch River of Fundament? No, okay. And now that it's on the schedule, All right, let's do it. it's going to happen. Right? What kind of dup kink you want? Now, I, I do a very nice almond dump cake. That sounds Al great. Almond and pears. It's very nice. Yeah. Pears. You lost me at pears. Why? Pears are they're 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 Switzerland. They're neutral. They're it's just there. I mean, I'll eat it. Right. I need you to be excited. <laughs> I was excited about the almond. Russell's had my dump cake. I have. I eat his dump all the time. And on top of that, it's it's usually undercooked. Okay, let's watch our language. But today. here's the thing. I don't give a shit. Clark will abandon large quantities of food. He'll be like, it's garbage, and then he won't touch it anymore. I and made, he leaves it on the fucking stove, and I go in there, and I'm just like, okay. I made so much bolognese this week, <laughs> and how, mu how much went in the garbage? 80%? I yeah. called that. Also, it was Hamburger Helper. I don't know why. It was you not Hamburger Helper. You're giving it a fancy name. It was Bolognese. I came in. I went, well, who made Hamburger Helper? It's not was like Hamburger Helper. <laughs> don't, that's insulting. And then I, there was no mix. When you, when I saw a giant bowl abandoned by you, I'm like, oh, this is all going in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I do this thing to where I'll cook, but I half-ass it, and then I forget very important things. <laughs> well, you're cooking for yourself. They go in there. I think I if you're cooking for, when you cook for Randy, that dumb cake will be cooked. But generally, when I cook things for the first time, I crush it. And then when I do it the second time, it's not as you're good. You're bored. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I get it. 100%. But also, I when I was cooking this bolognese, a little high. That oh, you were? Yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, no. It's not good. All right, but long story short, when Randy comes out here and we watch River Fundament, Randy will smoke his first cigarette. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> What's gonna happen? That's good. Turn him down. We're gonna get we're gonna get some shrooms and take some laxatives because that's what the movie's about. <laughs> and again, Randy's coming out for the unnamed footage festival. The whole schedule now is online. So if you go to unnamedfootagefestival.com, you can find it. I um I actually sat down and like fucked with the website a little bit more this year, and it looks presentable for the first time. So you can actually go there, read about the films, and um, yeah, see when they're playing. Uh, there's pictures of the theaters in there now. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling good about it. There is one movie that doesn't have a poster. That's because there isn't one, and we're uh breaking. You belong to me, from uh, the director of Mean Creek. Which uh, we got like some emails about that movie. Kind of exciting. I'll tell you off air. I realize I should not be doing that right now. But you belong to me or Mean Creek? Uh, you belong to me, not Mean Creek. Mean Creek's old as fuck. Mean Creek is the movie where uh, Josh from Drake and Josh is murdered on a raft. Yeah. Spoiler! <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's what the whole movie's about. Can I be honest? I didn't love Mean Creek. I really wanted to. I watched that movie when I was in my gummo, like shitty kids kind yeah. of phase, and it just didn't do it. I haven't revisited in, let's call it 12 US years. Yeah. It's kind of like a mean stand by me or something. It's got, it, it's more than something else. That. What? Never seen stand by me. Yeah. But you got a thing with uh, Spielberg. I do. Yeah. Did you ever watch like Duel or Jaws well, or? Well, Jaws, yes. Indiana Jones? A few of them. <laughs> Um, also, you know what? I really like one Indiana Jones, Which but the one? one with the kid, get out of there. Oh, you don't short what? round short round can suck. it. Short round and data are incredible. That, characters. that movie sucks, dude. No, that's my favorite. Temple of doom. Temple of doom sucks. It's too dark for you. That's why I like Raiders. <laughs> you would Raiders is cool. Fucking hack. And, uh, I should be plugging more often. Terrell, go ahead and clip that. Um, He's been doing a uh, Blu-ray Tuesday, what, once a week, and he did a cool found footage February coverage, and he constantly is talking shit about us on there. So we really need to fire <laughs> back. Yeah. Randy, you need, to, you need to fire back, dude. Um, uh, I can't because uh, Terrell thinks that I'm the best person on the show, so I will right. only be nice to him. <laughs> um, do we have any other plugs? We should plug Connor's thing again because y'all are failing. I don't think anybody's donated. And I keep telling myself, I'm, you know, so you're probably like me. Okay. You're like, I'm going to donate. I'm going to help them out. All right, here we go. Guys, get off your ass and support this movie. So we're going, this week, we're going hard sell. Do you understand? Okay. We are bullish <laughs> on Chicken Surprise, a retro horror comedy film. Chicken Surprise is a horror comedy monster movie in the style of classic horror flicks from decades past. By the way, guys, I'm not reading anything. I'm just quoting this off the top of my head. From what I imagine this movie is, I'm going to assume that it stars a guy named Carter. And Carter's a shy movie theater clerk who gets set up for a date by his co-worker. Let's call her Aria. 
Later on his way home, Carter buys a packaged, I don't know, let's say meal of chicken fingers <laughs> from the local corner market, where he meets a strange man working the till. That's right. I said till. No one would write the word till <laughs> in a movie description for something they're trying to sell. That's how you know I am riffing. That night, Carter is rocked by an ass-annihilating <laughs> gastrointestinal carnage and the emergence of an egg, or as my father calls them, eggs. <laughs> Inside lies a strange creature, which he names, let's call it, Xavier. Xavier quickly grows and feeds even quicker, Randy. On the eve of his big date, Carter struggles to keep the beast in check and the girl from being eaten alive. Wow. That was incredible. All off the top of the dome. He poops an egg? <laughs> I mean, sure, we've seen that okay. before, but, you know, this seems, this seems cute and fun. Chicken surprise. All right, Let's well, do it. how much? Well, here's the thing, guys. Um, he's trying to raise $1,500. $1,500. And right now, He's in purgatory. He's at 264. And he's got very reasonable things here for nine Canadian, seven US dollars. You get a digital screener to download. Mm. It's cheaper than most rentals and going to the movies. Okay. A small donation, three Canadian, two US dollars. Oh, wow. To help out. That's cheap. To get a screener and a download and a Blu-ray. Russell, you're out there. You, you, you're perusing the Indiegogos. Mm -hmm. Okay? You you have an idea of what people are charging. So for a screener and a download and a Blu-ray, how much do you think he's charging? Like 150 25 Canadian! 25 Canadian! Which translates to like three cents. <laughs> Blu-ray, full-size poster, 75 Canadian dollars. Wow. What's At, the poster look like? Estimated shipping, August of 2023. <laughs> 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 All right, if, if the planet is still uh, inhabitable. But guys, this is what we do here, okay? We predict futures. We predict film futures, and we are bullish. Bullish on Chicken Surprise. Randy, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to uh, give some money to it. I didn't realize it was in Canadian, so I could, you know, save a few bucks. <laughs> That's right. Wasn't Canadian worth more at some point? Well, Canadian has always been more, but it's always been less. Oh I'm quite right. <laughs> it Trudeau's fucked up that currency. Um, okay, is that it? Do we have any other plugs? Randy, you in a new band or anything? No? No, not yet. Probably won't be. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Are we good then? Yeah. All right. Well, let's start. If, oh, I got to warn you guys. Uh, so today we had to fly Lynch in, but not from LA. Uh, apparently he was in Russia. I don't know what he was doing there. And he keeps referring to Oksana as Sabrina. So he's a little hot and weird. Don't, uh, don't make eye contact with him. Okay. Y'all warned. So he's, he's over in Ukraine. No, no. He's here today, but we had to fly him out from Russia. Did you say your crane? Your crane. <laughs> Don't say that around him. Your crane. I'm talking about my favorite character from the Teenage Mutant. And Ninja also, Turtles. he is edgy. Don't correct him. When he says Sabrina, just just know it's Oksana. Okay. All right. Good morning. It's February 26, 
2022, and it's a Saturday. It's real difficult to talk about fun work and the fun work train, the fun work train for so many has been derailed. The world has been disrupted. And I'd like to ask Sabrina to edit in my talk to Mr. President Putin. If you could, Sabrina, stitch it in right here. Mr. President Putin. We are, as human beings, charged as to how we treat our fellow man. And there is a law of nature, a hard and fast law. There's no loopholes. There's no escaping it. And this law is what you sow, you shall reap. And right now, Mr. Putin, you are reaping, you are sowing, excuse me, you are sowing death and destruction. And it's all on you. The Ukrainians didn't attack your country. You went in and attacked their country. And all this death and destruction is going to come back and visit you. And in this big picture, this show that we're involved in, there's an infinite amount of time. So there's plenty of time, life after life after life, for you to reap what you are sowing. My advice to you is save yourself. Save the Ukrainians. Save this world. Start getting along with your neighbors. Start building friendships. We are our world family. There's no room for this kind of absurdity anymore. Get with it. Stop this attack. Let's work together so that all the countries of this world can come up in peace, get along with one another, and solve the problems that we've got together. Let's get real. Everyone, have a great day. Dude, whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to fix it. <laughs> oh, shit. Breaking news. Uh, Putin's pulled his troops out. <laughs> you heard David Lynch. War's over. Brandon, did you hear about your boy Sean Penn? Uh, yeah, he's over there with Vice, right? Yeah. Oh, he's with Vice, too? Shooting a dock. <laughs> now, is he a... a uh, I don't know. Is that like an intellectual trying to shine a light on like a dark 
moment in history, or is he a vulture over there picking up scraps? Well, trying remember to further he, a career? He, he hung out with El Chapo. I do. This remember is what that. he does. Yeah, you know, he I did won- a lot in uh, Katrina too, didn't he? I don't know. I, I heard that he was a massage therapist on Epstein's <laughs> Island. <laughs> no, that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. I know he did play Harvey Milk, who also was a uh, Jared Fogle. Let's be very clear. He was really good as Harvey Milk. Yeah, I know. I want to hate it's John Penn. It's scary. Pan. I like him, though. It's scary. Yeah. Man, I, you, can't, you can't help but respect him. Now, as far as a human being, he's not a human being. <sighs> He's, you know, he's 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 a, a cretin. For as much as I love Sean Penn, we we got to talk a little bit about David Lynch. Yeah, is he going to be okay? I I mean, he's he's a seventy year old man. Also, he's got to stop drinking the pop before he records these things. Oh, he was dude, gurgling that, that stomach noise <laughs> was next level. Also, it sounded a little bit more ominous. It sounded like he put a little bit of like droning BGM in the background. That oh, yeah, just I, white I, noise. I it's his aura. Yeah. And he was like on the mic. It was hot. But it I, seems a little bit more amplified than normal. Yeah. I, I don't think he's trying to. Uh, I think he's just angry. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. I think he's trying to inland empire us. It is kind of. Uh, I mean, I love David Lynch, but what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like you're yelling at Putin. Dude, the happy fun train of projects was derailed. Yeah. By Putin. This is true. He didn't even mention coffee. I think it's in his contract that he has to, so we have to talk to him. But, I mean, we did give him a huge platform so he could get that message to Putin. (laughs) His coffee is no good. Wow! What the hell? Hit the breaking news. (laughs) Wait, what? Why? I don't know. It just tastes very burnt. (laughs) But it's also very expensive, from what I remember. It is kind of, yeah. It was like years ago that I bought it, but I remember not being a big fan. All right. What's better? Lynch's coffee or Maynard's wine? Not a big wine guy, so I'm going to go Lynch's coffee. (laughs) I mean, also, are you a big Maynard guy? I I was going to say. No. (laughs) Dude. I'd write a song in Fibonacci sequence. Mm. Fucking Maynard. I never never listened to him on Rogan. Nor did I. Okay. I mean, I am a Tool fan. I am also a Tool. But... I'm, I was kind of worried. I'm like, is it going to be embarrassing I to hear this guy talk? I can't name one Tool song. Oh, uh, you would like Stink Fist? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> also, you know, the t-shirt that I had in high school was a wrench that looks like a wiener. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Venn diagram would cover you a little bit. You'd be into some things. Of Tool? Yeah, probably not their music, but. So what? Their, their marketing? Their coffee? <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're wine. I don't know. That'll be your new thing. You quit cigarettes and start drinking wine. I, you know the thing with the wine? I don't like the, the purple mouth part of it. Well, isn't, doesn't that only happen if you drink, like, cheap shit? Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm a cheap boy. Uh, I could tell by the watch you're wearing. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> first of all, watch your mouth. Second of all, this is a nice citizen. Citizen can get a bad rap from Kane? time to time. But I am pro-citizen. Kane. Yes, I've named this watch Kane. <laughs> I've I've named this watch Charles Foster. Kane. Okay. You know you know I like me some Citizen Kane, and I will defend it until my expiration date. You're also a pro wrestling fan and love the Brothers of Destruction. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. He he warned me he was a little weird today. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. 
<laughs> Give me a Ric Flair woo. No. I'm <laughs> Throw it to Randy. Let's start this. Damn oh, thing. dude, Randy, give me one Ric Flair woo. I don't really know Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know Ric Flair, but a uh, woo. Oh my god! I mean, we saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, on the fun work train from last week. I could give you a whoop whoop. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's more your speed. <laughs> Family. Ric Flair drip. Ooh, he does have drip. Mm-hmm. I like Ric Flair. I still like <laughs> Ric Flair. You need to follow him on Instagram. You do not want to talk about your movie. That's what this is, right? You're Guys, stalling. I need to be very clear. <laughs> I'm sorry for what I'm bringing to the table this week. I have failed all of you. Um, I really cannot be accountable for what I did this week. I don't really know. I was in a malaise. And yeah. uh, I did watch a television series. Wait, don't, three don't. episodes. Oh, my God. Which I think Randy has watched. Randy, you caught up on Severance on Apple TV. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? It's great. I love. love it. It. I I really love it. Um, it's one of my new favorite things. And I'll tell you this: from a creative standpoint, non-acting in terms of you know script directing, mm-hmm. producing, Ben Stiller is on fire, man. Yeah, because the Dana Moore thing was great. Is that is that was that. Is that Escape it down Amora, yeah. Yes, that was. I love that, and this show is incredible. Russ, I think um, it is Apple TV. So there's no way it's TV really show. good. All right, what are your thoughts on Adam Scott? Uh, I don't have any. What? Who is it? He was in Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He looks like a guy you want to punch. He does, but what? What if I told you he was from Santa Cruz? Oh, then. I'm in. He is from Santa Cruz, which is, let's be honest, that's a strike. All right, Randy Michael, we're we're in the hole with zero and one. <laughs> so we need you to not do not that. suck. What do you got? I got a movie that is an hour and twelve minutes long. Love it. That will be releasing uh, in theaters here in the U.S. pretty soon. I think April twenty second. Mm, a movie good. that made uh, many a critic's top 10 list from last year because they all saw it at film festivals and such. And you can see it streaming on Mubi if you have a VPN and pretend like you're in the UK. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> so I did that and I watched Petite Mama, uh, the new film by Celine Siama, who directed uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire uh, from a couple years ago. Um, this movie, uh, is essentially about a, I think she's like eight or 10, eight or 10 year old girl who loses her grandma. It starts off in like a nursing home. Lost and her where? Like the grocery store? <laughs> yeah. Bam. Nailed it. There, uh, so she's in a nursing home. She's saying, uh, goodbye to, uh, just people in the nursing home that like, you know, she met while she was there, um, with her grandma and then her and her mom go back to, um, grandma's house essentially to go you know take care of the house and kind of like get rid of things and while she's there she um goes into like the woods kind of like behind the house into the Uh, woods if she goes into the woods it becomes a musical (laughs) and then she uh she meets another girl um of the same age who is um building like a, a tree house essentially um and there is a fantasy element to this movie 
sci-fi maybe a little bit. If you, um, you know, read the title of the movie, you can kind of see where it's going, but uh, I don't want to say too much, but it is a very uh, beautiful movie. It is, it could easily play as like a kid's movie, but I think it works really well for adults as well. Um, yeah, you know, it's a movie about a, uh, a little girl, like dealing with grief for the first time. Um, it's really great. The two, uh, girls in the movie are really good. Um, the mom isn't in it a ton. Um, so it's pretty much just them two. And, you know, sometimes child actors can be a little annoying, but I found their performances to be really good and, um, just really like grounded. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it is fantasy. Um, in a sense, but it's not really, uh, there's no like CG. It's very like down to earth, very, um, real and very, uh, beautiful cinematography. She shot it with the same cinematographer as Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, it's not as like kind of showy as that movie is, uh, cinematography wise. It's a little, uh, I don't know. It's a little more low key. And yeah, like I said, it's what, 72 minutes long. Um, it's really good. I, uh, I'm a big fan and I may or may not, may, may or may not have got a, uh, couple Randy tears by the end. Wow. Whoa. Hit the breaking news on that. Uh, what's our Randy tears button? I don't have one for oh it. Oh my God. Dude, Randy tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's ominous if he's crying. It's fine, but we don't need the narration. Just do it. <laughs> Salome. All right. I will say I went to a movie yesterday and a trailer for Petite Maman played before. Avoid the trailer if you can. Uh, mm. I wouldn't say it spoils anything, but it uh it pumps some music into the trailer trailer to really try and like pull on your heartstrings. The movie does not do that. It has very what? little music. So what do they play? Like Baja Boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barbados Boys. Barbados Boys. But uh, yeah, if you can, if you can avoid um, the trailer and avoid kind of knowing where it goes, I think you'll really enjoy it. So does a 10-year-old give birth? <laughs> no. To another 10-year-old? Oh. So she's not the titular petite mama? She is or not. Is it, is it mama or maman? It's maman, but M-A-M-A-N, but I believe it is mother in English. Uh, I don't know. Maman is mom in French? <laughs> I think so, yeah. That's fucking stupid. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all of our French listeners out there. Now, Randy, I'm sorry. Uh, where? Wh- how did you watch this again? On Mubi. That's what I, okay, that's what I thought. Mubi UK, to be clear. Oh, God. The VP, I can't do it. Russell, rip it, please. We tried to rip it two weeks ago, but I think the world has changed since then. Yeah, we got to get a VPN. The world's at war, so I think all yeah. movies are available online now. <laughs> Dude, you know, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this again, but did you hear about the first wave that Russia did? It was a cyber attack. Was it a new wave? Well, they <sighs> sent text messages to all the military that said, uh, surrender, you you're outnumbered, and we're going to kill your family. Really? I was like, whoa, dude, I don't know why, but uh, like, it was like mind-boggling to me. I'm like, dude, you get mean text? I, I quit. That sounds, it sounds like the DMs we get from our listeners every <laughs> week. <laughs> Randy, what else you got? Yeah, I uh, watched a film, a documentary uh, that is on Netflix right now. Um, I was just, you know, searching around for something good to watch, and I saw <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's 
funny mug on the cover of this uh, artwork for Django and Django. That came across as hurtful. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, I always like uh, hearing Quentin Tarantino talk about movies. I wasn't really sure what this was about, but uh, yeah, it is a documentary about Sergio Corbucci, who is an Italian filmmaker, uh, kind of around the same time as Sergio Leone, both who made a lot of Westerns. Um, Corbucci's are a lot dirtier um, than Leone's Westerns. And uh, yeah, essentially it starts with Tarantino talking about (laughs) his characters from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and sort of like (laughs) talking about a scene that doesn't happen in the movie, but he's kind of, you know how like he kind of fleshes out stuff in the book that wasn't in the movie. He's essentially like talking about uh, other things that would have happened or that like do happen to the characters and stuff um, that kind of has to do with Sergio Corbucci and Italian Westerns and 1960s and stuff. Um, so it's mostly him. There is some interviews with uh, Franco Nero who plays uh, Django um, in the Django movie, not Tarantino's Django. Um, your boy Diodato shows up in it in an interview. Hell Yeah. Oh couple other um, directors he, from... Does he kill a turtle in the middle of it? Again, uh, Ruggiero Diodato uh, shares a birthday with me. Congratulations. Nice. <laughs> Not the same day. No, uh, no. no. <laughs> Not the same year. Not the same year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's entertaining. You know, I, like I said, I always love hearing Quentin Tarantino talk about movies uh, and just his passion for and like knowledge of, you know, many things, whether it's Westerns or other genres. Um, so it's mostly him talking, uh, in this movie. It's very, you know, talking head, pretty standard, uh, type of documentary. Um, it's not great. It feels kind of like a, you know, like a Blu-ray special feature or something, but I don't know if you like hearing Quentin Tarantino talk and kind of want to hear a little bit about, uh, you know, Italian Westerns, um, give it a shot. Sorry, Randy, I was giggling during that because uh, we pulled up the poster for this, and it is one of the more ridiculous posters I've ever seen in my life. It is. It is, yeah. I mean, I get how you could be in like a malaise just going through a digital menu of movies, and you see that shit. I mean, that looks like a fake thing. It looks fake. (laughs) You could do that. No, but you, you watch that, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then you just watch it. Yeah, because, again... Quentin Tarantino's size nine and a half head <laughs> is like a horizon in the background of a traditional Western poster. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I bet he signed off on it. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, my God, dude. All right. Love it. All right. I'm excited now. Uh, here's the thing. I have tried to build mystique around my pick this week because it's 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 a it's a it's a fart in the wind. <laughs> There's nothing here. Um, again, I, I I didn't really watch anything this week. Um, just outside my normal YouTube, I don't think I actually watched a Darren Brown this week. So that's oh, wow. progress. Or I'm going back. I don't know. You know. There's. Let me and let me also be very clear. I could watch a Darren Brown special every day for the rest of my life, and I still don't think I would hit them all. Oh, you need to program one before River of Fundament. It keep with the poop theme. All right, I'll find one. All right. I, that seems more Chris Angel territory, but we'll see. And the name doesn't work well. Okay, here we go. I tried to come up with a mind freak poop joke in half a second, <laughs> and I couldn't do it. All right. 
So, um, this week, I'm talking to you about a movie that's a little... This is a hybrid film, guys. Okay? It's part documentary, and it is part dramatization. Fodoc? I wouldn't necessarily call it a Fodoc, but it's... 60 Minutes? Okay. (laughs) I need both of you guys to cool it, because I'm talking about very serious matter. And this very serious matter was the college admission scandal from two years ago. And this is Operation Varsity Blues. Now, I want to be very careful. I fucking hate that name they gave this scandal. Wait, is this the, like, rich people getting their kids in? Correct. On the canoeing team or Correct. whatever? So, late, I believe late last year, Netflix added this film to its canon. And it is uh, reenactments drive this documentary investigating the mastermind behind a scam to sneak the kids of rich and famous families into top U.S. universities. The mastermind? Yes. Can you really call it? Nobody was looking. It's oh. like you sneak your friend in the back door and there's no camera. Oh, or person. No. oh Russell, I love that you use the <laughs> phrase back door because, boy, let me tell you, here we go. So. Rick Singer is the guy who masterminded this whole thing. He was a college admissions counselor, but he had a little scam going on. Okay, <laughs> he had a little, he had a little creepiness. He was a failed collegiate basketball coach, and he realized that there was, you know, a need for college counselors uh, to get him into admissions. And then he started making connections, and then he started asking for more money. He said, "You know what? You give me two hundred thousand dollars." Your kid's going to Yale. Mm. Bing, bang, boom. He said, you got the front door. You got the back door. I got a side door. Oh. So the front door is just going through the game, right? Just trying the traditional route. Maybe you get in. Maybe you don't. But we're talking about prestigious colleges here that are very difficult to get into. Then you got the back door. And the back door is, and it's no guarantee, but if you come from a very wealthy family, They write a check, and when they get that check, they're inclined to include them into the admissions. Yeah. So that's the back door, and the back door still happens. Mr. Singer comes up with the side door. And so what the side door is, is he's like, hey, your daughter now rows crew. (laughs) And then the parents say, no. And he said, yep, she's getting a crew scholarship to Stanford. And so that's he would come up with fake athletic scholarships. They would get accepted through there, and then they wouldn't make the team. And, but they would get into school. And he did this, I believe, 50, they've charged 50 people, but more's to come. And uh, heads up, he is free right now. He pled guilty. Oh. But he is back in Sacramento, California, uh, just chilling. Tight. And... Um, yeah, a lot of people, uh, several people went to jail for a couple months. Um, you know, these, it's all, obviously the whole thing is white collar. Uh, Lori Laughlin served, uh, I think, two weeks in prison. Uh, a couple, I think she was actually there a couple months. Uh, uh, what, Felicity Huffman went to jail for two weeks. Now, there, there are people that are playing the real people portrayed in the story. Um, and Rick Singer is actually portrayed by Matthew Modine. 
who does a really good job here. I do like Matthew Modine, and I think he was a perfect cast to play Rick Singer here. Um, the movie's fine. The movie's fine. Um, and all of the dialogue in the movie is pulled from the actual transcripts oh. that were um, released by the uh, FBI. And so it was actually, you know, wiretapped conversations. Um, and that is the dialogue uh, when they are doing the dramatizations. So it's well put together. It's interesting. But like, frankly, I'm tired of this story anyway. I don't yeah. really care. But they give it a right treatment. And also, you know, we, we see the um, the negative effects, uh, especially like from the guy from Stanford who was the, um, the rowing uh, coach of Stanford and uh, it ruined his life. And uh, seemed like a pretty good guy. And he just got caught up in this mess. Um, and you kind of get a little bit of inside scoop about college athletics, especially the, the outer fringes of college athletics, not mm. like, you know, outside the big three, right? Yeah. So, you know, like tennis and soccer, and rowing. Basketball? And, and, well, sports, no, no, basketball's big. You yeah. make money. Oh, basketball. you, okay, you're talking yeah, fringe. Yeah, yeah. So no college program makes money off their rowing team. <laughs> so it's all funded by donations. So Until these, Rick Singer. <laughs> well, so these coaches have to deal with, you know, that's how they make their living Damn. is dealing with these donations. And it's, it's tough. And so then here comes across this slick douche from Sacramento. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It's fine. It's just a meh thing, and I wish I brought something a little bit more interesting to the table. Now, what I will say, um, now I mentioned this movie, geez, three years ago now, um, that I think does a better job and it's more entertaining as a part of this sort of uh, split documentary slash dramatization reenactment, and that's Screwball from 2018. Now... That is dealing with the Alex Rodriguez steroid scandal. This is directed by Billy Corbin, who essentially only does sports documentaries and extensively only works out of Florida. Um, <laughs> but he's got plenty of material to work. He, he did Cocaine Cowboys, and he did the U about Miami football. I really like him. Um, Dogfight he did. He did that, uh, that documentary about... Um, Who's that UFC guy that died? Kimbo Slice and the oh, other guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this, I, I, I'm glad you called him the UFC guy. I don't really think Kimbo earned that, but did he not? Well, I mean, well, you know who I mean. Yeah, yeah. The MMA guy. I don't pay attention to He's that. He's a word. backyard brawler. That's, dude. that's that's fair. Sorry for all the UFC idiots out there. Okay, <laughs> I don't care about that. I need, I like balls, dude. <laughs> Uh, so Screwball, the reason why Screwball is interesting is because the reenactments were done by children mm -hmm. and it's much more entertaining. And it's also, you know, obviously tongue in cheek, but it's, it's fun. And, um, I really like Screwball a lot. Uh, check that out. And Operation Varsity Blues is at 88% because 88 is a uh, secret for, uh, how Hitler, man, you know, college, <laughs> college is taking, rich people's money to get their kids in who who's even shocked by that like i it, know that, that's why this whole story i don't care who cares yeah. about this story that system's all fucked and the thing is i think the only reason that story had legs is because celebrities were tied in there and the bad photoshop like that's kind of interesting so you know my favorite thing about this is that Lori laughlin is married to massimo who 
the guy who created the fashion brand Massimo. I have no idea. You don't know Massimo? <laughs> no. You never went Am to I Target as a child and get the board shorts from Massimo? The dude? only thing, okay, first off, I had side out shorts, way more embarrassing, I'm sure. And when I went to Target, it was just to see whatever IP they had that week. So I'm looking for like a faded Wolverine shirt or like an ACDC bell. Did <laughs> <laughs> you rock some Massimo back in the day? I don't know if I ever rocked it, but I was going to make the joke about the brand from Target, and I didn't realize they were connected. Yeah, dude. It's Massimo. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think that was that boring. Also, that kid that plays Alex Rodriguez in Screwball, yeah. that's a little eerie. He, he yeah, looks I'm, a lot like. Looking at the poster, it's yeah. kind of creepy. Dude, Screwball is great. Also, so that other movie, the reenactments, they weren't like funny. Because if they're if they came off as boring, I think Operation just, Varsity Blues. Yeah. Well, th- th- there's nothing funny about this thing. He's not a funny guy. Yeah, but they could have made it funny. He, no, he's. Let me tell you something. Uh, this guy's a sociopath, Rick Singer. There's nothing entertaining <laughs> about him whatsoever. He's never made a joke in his life. All right. There's nothing there. Also, he has a Ringo Starr haircut. I yeah, saw that. It's embarrassing. It's really bad. All right. Was that all you got? Um, yeah. Okay. Watch, um, watch Severance on Apple TV. Now, I did make a joke just now about uh, buying an ACDC shirt pre-faded at Target. I would never do that. Never in my life. And uh, I don't know. You know, I like them. Oksana loves them. Well, she's Australian. You don't love ACDC? I, I don't know about the pre-faded shirt. No, no, not the shirt. Just them. Yeah. Another uh, rock band I'm not a fan of is the Foo Fighters. Now, I know oh, y'all y- y'all know I saw that movie. Hell yeah. You know what? Let's go chronological order. Because- By the way, can we be clear? You do this thing that I hate <laughs> where you go and see a movie, yeah. and then I ask you what that movie is. Oh, oh save it for the show. Oh, I'm not telling you. Mm-hmm. And then you got your little sidekick over here. I had to yell at her. I was like, don't tell him anything. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. If, if I start talking to you about it, we're going to sit down there and I'm going to tell you everything. And then I'm going to come up here and I'm going to be like, so watch this. And your head will hit the table or you'll be right on your phone watching the baseball game that <laughs> okay. you're missing. Well, then this is a personal challenge to you <laughs> okay. to be more interesting. All right. I'm going to try. Now, <laughs> earlier I did tease that I had a week of failures. Now, the week actually was pretty productive considering the film festival and everything. We did get a... Uh, posters and postcards and so if you're a local out here in the bay area look around uh we're gonna go throw them on the floor all over um but yeah dude this week uh our former guest uh jake isgard he's showing fucking um oh blake scary of 61st was a scary all six here's the thing uh there's not a lot of people talking about this movie and because it's not it's not politically correct and if you go on twitter people fucking hate it david robson not a fan you go on letterbox people fucking hate it and it's that thing where they haven't even watched it somebody was like they used the r slur in the first hour and i'm out and it's like okay fucking put on your adult pants anyway you know you book it out here and out here in the bay area we're uh we we love a good virtue signal so I was thinking, wow, crazy kind of programming. You know, I, I, I was DMing with uh, Chad Lott from Scary Thoughts, and he's like, dude, the Bay Area worships them. They're just not going to say it. And then, you know, next thing you know, they add another screening. So we went down. We've, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. They're shown on 35 millimeter. And uh, we showed up. I, I'll tell you, we made a night of it. Randy Clark. Uh-huh. 
We arrived 40 minutes early. Can you even fucking believe that? We found parking. We were smoking in the car. We went to a liquor store and got you, beer. You were torturing this woman. Dude, we no, she was loving it. We were pumped. I know where this story's going. And we got over there. Man, it's a packed night. I'm like, wow, people, they're excited. The mask mandate just went away. It, dude, this was, this was it. It was date night. We never get. Go up there. And she went, oh, it's sold out. <laughs> and I went, wait a minute. We've had this conversation. You bought the tickets like three times. And then what, what happened? Randy, it's his fault. Uh-huh. He gave us passes to the Roxy. And they've been chilling down there. And I had yep. in passing mentioned to her, oh, maybe we should try these. So she was like, well, you can't use those online. I'm like, oh, true. Oh, fuck. So we were just kind of like, we were high and dry out there. And I'm like, what do we do now? And I was thinking, fuck it. Let's just go home and do what we were going to do. And we do own the movie Vinegar Syndrome again. Beautiful release. But I'm like, no, no, no. Let's do another like topical kind of a not the most PC apartment uh, drama involving, um, you know, some uh, pretty women. Repulsion. So we came back and watched uh, the uh, director Randy mentioned earlier, Rodgerio Diodato's new film. Actually, not new film. New in America, Ballad in Blood. The Amanda Knox thing. Now. Oh, God. If you didn't know. Oh, my God. Uh, Amanda Knox was a... Uh, <laughs> she was a... Uh, uh, what do they call it when you're a student in another country? I'm blanking on the term. An exchange student. Sure. And uh, she got arrested and spent four years in an Italian prison for the murder of her roommate, who was another exchange student, uh, Meredith uh, Kircher. And, um, you know, in 2015, she was acquitted. And they found some forensic evidence that tied a cat burglar to the crime. Cat burglars only exist in Italy. And then later on, I, I think he's out of jail now, too, on Bond. So there's some weird James. Shit. Yeah, he's out on James Bond. And um, America, I, I think we, we took the story in. And again, if you're familiar with Amanda Knox, I apologize. I'm almost done. Uh, America kind of digested this story as a nightmare. Like, imagine going to a fucking foreign prison for a crime you didn't commit. And, you know, uh, Amanda Knox was like a journalist and she was an activist and the kind of person we we really hope are like virtuous and altruistic. But I don't know. And if you ask Italy, they're definitely not buying it. In fact, Italy, the story over there is that she definitely killed her roommate and that it was all her fault and they fucking hate her. And I, you know, I've heard, um, people kind of trying to figure out why and i guess the tabloids over there really ran with this like oh an american murderer in our country well italians don't know what's up because they don't combine cheese and fish okay (laughs) (laughs) i've always said that so and you know here's the thing they're missing out the tabloids went hard and they covered this thing saying she's a satanist and evil and she you know was bathing in blood and uh when she got acquitted they just didn't even mention it So they kind of got the beginning of the story and there was no conclusion. I don't know. Maybe she did do it. I know she's got a podcast. If you want to hear her talk, Uh, I don't think people do. Anyway, uh, Mr. Diodato thought, you know what? She got away too easy. Why don't I make a fucking movie about it? And we'll just repaint this whole picture as if it's her fault. So um, again, this movie feels like it was ripped out of the 80s. Mm. It feels like when you rented a movie and you're like, 
what the fuck were they thinking in Italy? In a good way or a bad way? In a great way. Well, if you're a fan of like, like if you went to video stores and were just trying to stumble upon a full she film and you're just like, wow, there's no plot here. Uh, there's a ton of nudity and a ton of gore, but I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Also, is everybody doing a bit? Like, why are they acting like that? That's Ballad in Blood from 2016. Also, Vinegar Syndrome, or actually, this was Severn. Severn did a beautiful release of this. Oh, thing. you have a hard copy. Yeah, I got the slip cover and everything. It is beautiful. Let me take a look at this. Here, guy. take the slip cover. Because you know what? Here, take the whole thing. Oh, that, oh my God. I'm going I'm to read the synopsis. Been a good boy. So here's how they pitch the film on IMDb. Three friends wake up the day after Halloween in an apartment to find one of the roommates dead. None of the three friends initially remember what happened, but slowly the nightmare surfaces. Now, this movie opens with a um, fully nude black man walking around and uh, stepping on glass, <laughs> uh, which hilarity ensues. Ira? As he's playing in the hallway, <laughs> screaming for help. And uh, the character who's playing Amanda Knox, but goes by a different name, uh, ignores him as she is two feet away in the same frame. He's laying on the floor naked, bleeding from his foot and asking for help while she's writing her boyfriend. Ooh. Now, I'll tell you, Clark, I got a question for you. Do you like reverse boobs? cowgirl? <laughs> no, no. Uh, do you like boobs? I'm white. Do you like big boobs? I like I like uncomfortably big boobs that are going to promote back failure later in life. Do you like <laughs> big boobs on a dead body? Not as much. Okay. <laughs> then half of this movie is for you. Okay. As the Amanda Knox character, she's in and out of her top the whole fucking time. And um, she's very proud of what she got because it is constantly on camera. Also, the uh, the dead roommate is constantly in and out of her top. They're putting a blanket on her. They're taking it off of her. She's a voluptuous redhead who is post-mortem from the minute she gets in this movie. Mm. And uh, she, dude, it's weird. Um, so again, uh, the Amanda Knox case, it was a... Uh, um, Amanda and uh, her boyfriend and her drug dealer were tied up in this thing. Classic love triangle. <laughs> Sounds like euphoria. If Not really right. a love triangle in this movie. In fact, Amanda Knox only brought the drug dealer over because she was trying to get him to rape her roommate. Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, there is a flashback scene where he is wearing a skeletal mask in a medieval helmet. And uh, Amanda Knox and her boyfriend are trying to coax her into sleeping with him. That's probably as a, as uncomfortable as this movie gets. What we mostly get with Ballad and Blood is weird moments where the drug dealer gets called. Him and the boyfriend leave the house. They go out into an empty urban street, climb up halfway, uh, like like it's almost like a fire escape type steps, and they encounter four hilariously dressed goth dudes who are just trying to get drugs so bad. And uh, homie hasn't paid him in a while, and they're begging him for, what was it? It was Coke? They wanted something. I can't remember. Dude, they looked like they were ripped out of the Warriors. They were straight up, like, comically, like, the goth people don't look like that. It's some Walter Hill, dude. Dude, it, dude, straight up Walter Hill. Anyway, uh, dude gets beat up, and uh, then, oh, they, th then they turn into a violent gang and start driving around the city looking for them. Um. There's, uh, I don't know, Oksana, what was your favorite part of this movie? I got to get you in here because 
she was it was almost like her mouth was agape and she said nothing the whole time well, i i didn't know who was who <laughs> who's trying to kill what like i mean the gang was they were the best part i think of the yeah movie. they were smoking cigarettes they were they were incredible <laughs> wearing like different colored contacts <laughs> so- now i'm making the assumption here that this is a dubbed film um i don't think it Oh God, I don't know. You know, I really went, you don't know what language was. No, spoken. it was in English, but I don't know if it was dub. Okay, and um, I realize now that I just kind of like because Diodato does not speak English. Oh, dude, Alston, I don't think he. No, he does. There's a um, he does. There's a found footage movie he made that Unearthed put out, and I remember listening. He's in it, and he tumbles through the language. Okay, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was dubbed. Uh, it's weird because I think the Amanda no- or the uh, roommate character who plays a dead body this whole movie is also a pop singer. If you Google her name, throw it into YouTube. Um, she's got a video, and it is not what you would think. Uh, this movie's a trip. If you're a fan of like, I don't know, just you know, no plot, kind of strange political uh hit pieces, <laughs> and, or you're just a fan of gore because. You know, honestly, the violence in here is pretty good. And it's fucking dude, this movie's just insane. I um I love it. But if you're somebody who's like, oh, I gotta watch a criterion release like Randy, don't don't even just wipe it from your brain. I'm gonna right make now. the assumption this is not for me. No, I, I honestly was bummed you weren't in the room. You think I'd like this? I think you would dig- I did not like the trailer. I think you would though the trailer's not good. Okay. Uh stay away from the trailer. Although it does kind of um show one of the coolest locations in the movie, which is like a weird bell tower where they have a rave and, uh, with Quasimodo. It's weird. Um, I don't know. There's some rapey shit going on. Quasi might've been there. Quasi. Anyway, uh, Diodato, I'm so proud to share a birthday with you. You are insane. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that was the first failure of the week. Then on Thursday, uh, we got, we got pushed into scene the highly anticipated Foo Fighters movie, Studio 666, and um, Terrell bought tickets early. I'm outing you because this motherfucker, was he was on it, and I knew he was going to hate it. He doesn't even know who the Foo Fighters are, and he was like, <laughs> I, you know, he just, he, he likes seeing every new horror movie. Before you get into this, I do have a history with the Foo Fighters. Okay. Hell yeah. The second car I ever owned was a 2002 uh, Chevy Silverado single cab. Okay? Nothing nothing too fancy. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, on the interior, in the glove compartment, are you aware that there is something called car tattoos? No. Where you can engrave things on leather in your car, a la a car tattoo. And engraved on that glove compartment was FF, the logo of the Foo really? Fighters. <laughs> and as I learned, the, the person that owned this car before me was a classmate of mine's uncle. And he was like, and I just said this out loud. He's like, wait, I think you have my uncle's truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So were you into it or not? Not into it at all. Would you be now? Like, no. if, if you got a car? I mean, even as a bit. It, I wouldn't even, like, make these. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I think that means Foo Fighters. Really? I would feel like that's an opportunity. 
Like, how would you not laugh every I'm time? I'm very good at shutting my brain off. <laughs> I'm very good at not caring. Well, okay. Since you're not a fan, apparently, let me try and sell you on this movie. Here we go. All right. So uh, the Foo Fighters are recording their 10th album, and they uh, do it in a mansion. Now, this is real life. Okay. They also decide, hey, let's fucking make a movie. Now- They've made nine albums. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, okay. Now, and just to be clear, the Foo Fighters, I, I'm not really into like rock and roll. And there's a couple of songs I like. They have to be upbeat and interesting. A rock band had a couple of them. I love playing them. I think what Pretender and All My Life are like maybe the only two I've ever liked. From what's, band. what's the what's the what's their biggest one? I best no of idea. you or whatever. Oh, Everlong maybe or the best, the best. I hate that damn song. The best of you. So you know, here let me let me. I got another confession to make. What you like that song? That's an, that's it's a song. lyric from the song. You ruined it. It's a <laughs> boo. Thank you, Randy. Biggest Foo Fighters fan here, probably. You, you probably are. Yeah, I you know grew up listening to them. Um, I'm not a huge fan these days anymore, but I did see them when they played a music festival out here that I went to recently. They're right. good. They're fun live. You know, I I have a weird. I I like Dave Grohl. Like when yeah. I was really into Nirvana. Uh, you know who I fucking hate from Nirvana? Pat Smear. I fucking hate that dude. And I remember in, in utero when I was like, who's the other guitarist? Not a fan of that fool. Dude, last week when I went to the baseball game at Stanford, yeah, there were three people in front of me and they were talking about they were talking about Nirvana's discography. Oh no. And they were just like, Yeah, man. So I'm I'm really going through the early nineties stuff right now. And like uh I've just uh I've I've listened to all the Nirvana stuff, man. I really like in utero. And he's like, Yeah, man, that's that's really good, man. I was like, Where am I? And then you left. And I realized I was in Palo Alto. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Smear was in the punk band Germs though, so Oh God, I don't like that dude. I like looking at him. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> anyway, what, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, isn't he like six five or something? I have no idea. Is he a giant? I think he's a giant. I All may right. be wrong. Randy looked that up. Watch him be five two. I, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come across that way he in this movie. Six feet tall. Okay, well that's All giant right. to me yeah. because I'm a little baby boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh. Now, uh, I knew I was not going to like this movie. I was setting my expectations, and I... Well, you came in negative. I wanted to have fun, though. And you're right. I was coming in negative. So what did I do? I went and I bought a bottle of bourbon and four beers from Ghost Town Brewery. We love them over there in the East Bay. What kind of bourbon you bring in this thing? Uh, actually, I didn't buy it. Um, Eddie the Gamer Ghoul from BFG bought it. God, what kind of swill I- <laughs> did he get? No, no. He's the reverse. He, he's a dummy with money. So he just went, bought something that he thought looked cool and cost yeah, a lot, right. and then went, I got this. And I was like, what is it? He's like, I don't know. There's a map on it. I went, okay, cool. <laughs> so then we went in. It's worse. Uh, just get Jim Beam. I also, I smoked a little J outside. Uh, it was very cool. I flicked it when I was done. As a reminder, <laughs> we're in our mid-30s. Dude, I, and I'm just starting to live life. <laughs> and we got Same. there, and... uh the idea here was we coordinated this. We're like, everybody get a fountain drink. We're just going to pour it in there. So we get there. Terrell had a bunch of mini crowns waiting for us. God. So I drank a mini crown. I poured the bourbon into my drink, which I realized only me, Terrell, and uh, who uh, and Chris were drinking, and who's Eddie the Gamer Ghoul. And uh, we killed that bottle. And uh, then I gave everybody a beer, strong beer. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and ruin something right now. I don't remember how the movie ends, uh, <laughs> but this movie's fucking weird. And honestly, people are going to hate it because it's just the Foo Fighters, man. It's them in the house and they're, they're not trying very hard to act. So if you like, like shot on video shit, it's kind of appealing because they're bad. Like they're just bad and they're kind of aware. So, I mean, here's a quote from a, oh God. So, so, so so there is a understood self-awareness here. I think so. Well, the movie is what they were doing in real life. Because that would be my assumption here. Yeah. It's like, look at us. The, the jokey, jokey time. So, you know what? Um, Here, let me, let me say this. Dave Grohl is a huge star. So the movie has people like fucking Will Forte, Whitney Cummings, Lionel Richie, uh, John Carpenter shows up and f- Whitney Cummings, Whitney Cummings uh-huh. has a role. She plays their neighbor. Oh my God. Also, Carrie King's in there and nobody mentions it. He's a hard to carry King is one of the guitarists for Slayer and he plays their like drum tech. It's pretty funny. And I'm like, you know, for that kind of inside humor, like I, I was laughing because they're just mean to him and it's kind of a cool role reversal. There's, there's a bit where uh, Dave Grohl's having him position his hi-hat exactly the way he wants it. And it's not well written, but just who it is and who's acting it out is it's funny when the jokes are written, they're not funny. And there's a lot of like mm. really flat bits. Also, you want to know some trivia? Uh, go ahead, Clark. You're a huge, uh, uh, Foo Fighter fan. Which member of the band do you think refused to learn his lines? The blonde one. Which one's that? Tatsmere. Oh, you you nailed it, Taylor. Yeah. How did you know his he, name? Because let me be very clear. He's the only other person in the band that I am aware of. No, see, I would have went with Randy and Pat because I'm like he's a dick. Clearly, I said that because I also heard a review and said that like Dave Grohl's all right in it, but Pat Smear is pretty bad. Oh, he's terrible. But he again, he is a terrible human. And Taylor, Taylor Hawkins is his name. Yeah. Uh, actually, here, I pulled a quote for you. Uh, this is Dave Grohl. There are moments where I look at Taylor. Taylor refused to learn any of his lines. He said, I'm just going to say and do whatever the fuck I want to say and do. And so that's what he did. 100% Taylor Hawkins in this movie, you know, with the ridiculous premise of the film. But uh, yeah, I mean, watch it. And it's like, I know these guys. I know that dude. I know what this is. It's the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Dave Grohl said that? Yeah. I no longer like Dave Grohl. <laughs> fuck that. Dude, I... You have a fucking job to do. Do so, the fucking job. Well, also, no. Pussy. In, in another quote that I'm not going to read, he mentioned, he calls the movie a run and gun horror film. So I don't think he really God, cared. It's not a fucking offense for football. Okay. Do you want to know? Do you want to know how much he cared about this movie? The director. Do you know what else he made? Mm. A lot of music videos like you would imagine, but mm. he made one feature. Mm. Hatchet three. <laughs> <laughs> So the director of Hatchet 3 came back to open up Studio 666. Now I'll tell you, the cameos are a lot of fun, especially when you're drinking and like throwing popcorn in a movie theater. Also, opening night, there were two other people in there and they look (laughs) bummed when we rolled it. And also, this is like, this is not a fathom event. This is like a, this is a wide release movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels weird, man. Like, like Randy said, Dave Grohl, he's okay. Like you can t- like he's a dude trying. Everybody else in this movie, 
Oh my God. It looked like you had to push them out of bed to even get on set. Like they did not give a fuck. Now as for the movie, there's a lot of gore, you know, and I, I talk about a lot of horror movies every week. The whole gore thing, I just don't think you can carry a film with it anymore. Now the bar is kind of like you have to have good special effects. Otherwise, your movie's unwatchable. Kind of like The Cursed, which, you know, did have cool special effects. But, man, it was a boring film. This one, you know, I wouldn't call it boring. It's just unfunny in the way that, you know, poorly written comedies are unfunny. And um, I guess if you're a Foo Fighter fan, this could be a huge thing. But, man, I'm not. And there's a lot of like horror homage. Like they do an evil dead bit. There's some dream sequences that are pretty funny, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Did you watch it, Randy? Not yet. No, I might go sometime this weekend. I have a feeling I'll probably kind of enjoy it. Maybe more than you did. Well, it's weird because again, you know, premium mediocrity is a thing. And I'm, I'm like, I don't think it's that. Like, I don't think this is a movie that had a ton of money and just failed. Yeah. Like, I, I really think it's it's a it's a rich man who was like, hey, you want to make a fucking movie? And then they just did it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like it for that. But man, the movie's not good. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the saving graces in a movie like this would be special effects for me. How How is that? Oh, are you watching your baseball game? No. I could, they, I could retread that for you I'm if you sorry. want me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was saying... You know, the thing about horror movies nowadays is like special effects can't carry it every week. I feel like I'm in here talking about like, oh, the effects were great. But the movie like back in the day when you're renting something blind and somebody gets their head cut off and it looks good. Hey, you feel like you earned uh, it earned its money. But here again, you have to be a Foo Fighters fan. The cameos are a lot of fun. And just the fact that they're so terrible. I don't. It kind of. Oh man, I'm not proud with what I'm about to say, but um, unlike Taylor refusing to learn his lines, the movie does feel a little like punk. Oh my yeah, god! Didn't feel good. Hell yeah! Didn't feel good saying that. Oh, Randy, that's why I'm gonna love it. I. <laughs> so I'm gonna take a guess here. I'm I'm kind of in a weird zone with this on this. I'm. I'm gonna say a three, but I wouldn't be surprised if you say three and a half. Oh, oh we'll pick one. Keep in mind, it's a horror comedy. I I know that's what I'm saying. But oh, like, what do you, he, oh, he's, he's what do you think? I mean, I didn't have any of the bourbon or whatever it was, but I also forgot how this ended the next day. <laughs> Burn. So I. It's just like it's such a weird oddity of a movie. Um, but I think I'd have to go like uh, maybe three, maybe two and a half. Uh, Whitney Cummings, who uh, her claim to fame is being on Tim Dillon's show, uh, she did a great job. She uh, upstaged everybody. And um, Will Forte. <laughs> I love Will Forte. <laughs> Dude, he's such a like goofball. I loved him, too. The problem is it's almost like the movie is a thing, and then it's being penetrated by talent every now and then. And there's a lot of... One of the reasons I what don't... What does Will Forte play? Uh, pizza delivery guy. Love it. A reoccurring <laughs> character. Love it. He's good. Um, here's the thing. I hate like music in film. Like whenever it's like a metal band playing, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be scary. It's like, dude, you don't like it's a personal relationship there. And you can't just like put music in a movie and have it broadly do what you want. Also, the song that they're playing feels very unfoo fighters. It almost feels ugh. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I could nitpick that stuff, but um, I think you're you're right, Clark. I think I give it a three and a half. Really? I just, here's, here's the thing. If Clark was like, "Hey, you want to watch it?" I'd be like, uh, "All right, let's do it." See, I have. A, I think I have a different. I just have a different uh, measurement than you do. So. Yeah, but I mean, also, I kind of like what it is. Like, even though I didn't really enjoy the film, I kind of like that they made it and it fucking blows. <laughs> what What are the Rotten Tomato scores? Can you pull that up? Do you want to guess? Oh, uh, fuck. Damn. Now, see, if it's tanking, then I'm I'm going to feel uh, warm to the film. But if it's doing well, I'm going to get a little cold. So, oh, I don't know. I'm going to 40. Are you just talking about critic scores? Um, 40 critic, audience 80. Pretty close. Uh, critics are 56 and the audience is 83. Oh, again, the only people rating that movie from the audience are people who knew about it and love the Foo Fighters. So, you know, it was like weirdly off putting is how many times they say fuck in the first five minutes of the movie. Every other word it felt like I'm like, I don't know, is this them trying to be edgy who, or something? Who, who's the manager of the band? I, that's an actor that Clark. Oh, was, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. I forgot oh, to mention him. He's in right. it too. Dude, he's canceled. Oh really? Yeah, he got kicked off uh, the Goldbergs. Goldbergs. What? What do you do? I think he's just Jeff Garland and down people on got Epstein Island. He jokes around and I don't know something. I don't. He did. I just people don't like him anymore because he says whatever he wants to, and they're like, no. All of his lines, <laughs> he shouts them across yeah. the room. What, that's, that's how he talks. That's yeah, how he yeah. Talks. I know. I know, but it's like more so. I don't know. Yeah, I Clark, I think you'd be into this movie. You know Jeff Garland was roommates with Conan O'Brien? Really? In Chicago. They fight? Maybe. I don't you think Conan fights people? I think Conan so. <laughs> I know, but he I don't think he would ever put I up his dukes. Though. Yeah, I know, I love him too. He's scary because he's really sharp. I'm telling you. Um, so Jack Black I had I, I follow Jack Black on his YouTube channel, Jables. Oh my god. And he has not released a video in a year. Okay. And he released a video, a video, my God. <laughs> um, he put out some more content <laughs> this week. And it was, you know, he was Conan's last guest. Mm-hmm. And he actually uh, sprained his ankle yeah. while he was performing. And, and so they were doing the prep. So he released behind the scenes of what happened in that show because as a part of the original bit, he was going to do his performance and he was going to be in a speedo yeah. running around and he was supposed to get fake hurt and they were supposed to bring in an ambulance and cart him into the ambulance. And that was the whole thing. So they ran through the rehearsal and then during rehearsal, he actually got hurt um, while he was pretending to be hurt. And they was like, Oh, you got an ambulance right there. Well, they were all actors. Yeah. <laughs> so he showed his footage from all that. And it actually shows Conan stuff. And it actually shows Conan because you see Conan being very like he was very concerned. Yeah. And it's weird seeing Conan like not I, on. I say, yeah. Yeah. And then one of Jack Black's video guys is recording the thing and you see Conan flip a switch. Oh. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Really? You see that look on his face. I got scared. <laughs> and Jack Black was like, actually, he was one of my guys and, you know. But Conan was being very protective. So yeah, it was that's a I'll show you. It's interesting. Well, have you ever seen his book series, Conan the Barbarian? 
He's a warrior king. Dude. Did you ever watch that documentary? Uh, what documentary? Conan O'Brien can't stop. No, you're only a decade behind. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. You should. It's very and good. Studio Six. <laughs> I'm thinking that I might have to rewatch Uncle Peckerhead and then go see Studio Six Six Six. That's oh, an excellent call. A good double feature, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that, Randy. Uncle Pecker has a great. Yeah. And, you know, studio isn't. But it's there's three and merit. a half from Russell Fisher. There's merit there. <laughs> what did you rate Uncle Pecker had? Three and a half? Uh, no, I think I gave it a four. Oh, um, yeah. That's a six-star film, dude. 666 Studio. Uh, John Carpenter <laughs> is looking old, too. He, he, yeah. So when David Lynch I mean, he invented it. the synthesizer. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, you know. How, how old was JC? I don't know. He did the music. 33. Too. I'm going to say, Oxana Dulce, let's take bets. I'm going to say JC is 80 years young. I'm going to go, let me do a little bit of math. Uh, 82. <laughs> Price is I think right I overshot, here. actually. Yeah, you might have. Randy? 79. Okay. We're, we got prices right bullshit yeah, I know. today. So according to Price is Right, you're all wrong. We're Damn. all over. He's 72. 74. Oh, 74. Oh, my math didn't check. Yeah, out. but in six years, <laughs> I'll be right. Thank you very much. Shocking. All right. Well, that's all I got. Again, weekend of failures. Uh, I, I don't remember the end of the movie, and I feel kind of bad about it. Do you need to? I had a blast, though. No, it was a really fun theater experience, but like, I feel like... With you and six people? <laughs> the two behind us yeah (laughs) i feel bad for them because i mean we were almost like cartoon characters in a movie like fucking around we were i i mean i got up to go to the bathroom at least four times yeah it's you and your basket of deplorables (laughs) (laughs) going in there yeah i don't know go check it out all right at support theaters nobody was there hell yeah and again that is you know that um theater does have a a expiration date so, well, actually, I don't think it does, but it's going to die. They've taken down a lot of the cardboard cutouts in there. It looks like a fucking tomb in there. I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. All right. Well, we'll see you on Thursday. We've, uh, we're going to record our episode tomorrow for that. Uh, stay tuned, boys and girls. It's going to be something special. Also, heads up, next Thursday... We have entered the month of March. However, we are extending found footage February because why not? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we got a found footage guest, so yeah. therefore it is an extension of triple F, F3, F cubed. Randy, your thoughts? I think we did get a late start to found footage February, so I'll allow there. it. All right, there we go. All right, uh, Oksana, take us home. Get tickets to us at filmfreeway.com slash unnamed footage festival. Bye, you queefs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. 
Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>